Welcome to Machine Learning. Well, I finally finished the uh, merge lecture and uh, felt great to get done with that. Um, the one that was kind of interesting was a merge as of. And uh, the way it works is your left table, you have your left table, your right table. And uh, what it's going to try to do is on a column, let's say you're on the date column, it's going to try to match as close as it can to the left column number without going over um, in, by default. So like say if you had the number three and then and on the left side and on the right side you had the number five. So you had four, th uh, you had uh, um, yeah, five. Then it was gonna match uh, three and five together because uh, if it, depending on the sequence, but it'd be as close to the number on the left side or the right side without going over. And then uh, you can also switch it by going to forward and the direction to forward and it'd be uh, the number that was slightly larger than the number, uh, but minimalized. So the reason why you would use that as of is, let's say that you have one side is taking time by the hour, and the other side is taking the time every minute or every five minutes. And so you wanted to get the interval as of as close to the interval on the left side as you could without going over. And then if you wanted to go forward, then it would be slightly ahead of the interval on, on the left side. And so that was kind of interesting. Um, and so that what they are saying here is uh, you could have a large data feed of numbers, but you're only interested in the number that's close uh, to the interval on the left side. And so those things could be things like stocks or um, could be things like the, you're, if you're uh, bringing in GDP versus uh, inflation or something like that. Or unemployment and uh, and so the intervals might be in different units depending on your your time series data um, so the other feature that was kind of interesting is the melt feature and so what the uh, melt does is you have you have a what they call a wide table and a long table or tall table. And uh, the wide table has values for the columns for each value. So for example, if you have years, uh, you might have a year from 1975 through 2020, and each one of those years is a column. Um, and then they have a corresponding value, maybe to a uh, to some some category. But that's not easy to use in terms of querying because then you would have to specify which columns you want and then the values you want to query on. And so it's it's uh, it's easier to unpivot the table, and the way we do that is through melt. And so you can specify. Uh, the columns and 
that you want to pivot on, unpivot. And then you can also specify the name. Uh, it'll give it a default value. Uh, so you can give it, uh, you can change the default column name. And you could also uh, uh, change the variable name. So it'll have a, so it'll take the, and now what you would have is in the data, uh, you would have a doll, uh, you would have the variables, which would be the years in, a, in one column. And then you would have the values for those years in another column. And you can rename those two columns. Um, and so, and so that it would have a more meaningful column name. So you can rename the variable column name, and you can re rename the variable column name. So that's Melt. And Melt is really powerful. I see that on the internet a lot. And, and uh, it's easier to think in terms of unpivoting using Melt than trying to uh, think of things in terms of transpose. And the reason why Melt is so popular is you can specify what columns that you want to keep without, you know, trans transposing them. And um, so it basically Melt is, works just like transpose, but uh, with transpose, you're gonna, you're gonna uh, switch all columns uh, for rows, whereas with Melt, you can specify which columns that you want. And then you can also have more columns in a table and only uh, melt certain columns into, oh, guy does not know intersections. Uh, and so, yeah, you could, you can, uh, you can do that, um, that way. And so, uh, we're, so melt is a good, uh, feature to have and it's a it's a nice uh, API to use in your in your toolkit. Uh, see what else is going on. Uh, so I did do looking at those movies again. I was able to use uh, fuzzy wuzzy and uh, process extract, and the what I did is I looked at the word on one side which was a movie and the other using movie title and so what you're looking at is a, is a possible match uh, that has like a, about a 92% confidence or 95% confidence uh, the higher your confidence the more exacting the match has to be and um, that will reduce duplication so this was kind of an interesting problem to try to solve because I didn't have exact titles and I was looking for close closer fairly close approximations but what I did find that was fairly interesting is that the movie Jaws um, it uh, um, it did as well Jaws 2 did as well as uh, Star Wars New Hope and it had high ratings, and it had good gross uh, product sales. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I would say that for some of these classic movies that make lots of money over the life of their uh, sales, 
is that they don't really have a lot of sequels. Now, there was a Jaws 3 and a Jaws 4, but I don't remember them as being a, as spectacular as Jaws 1 and 2. I was at college when uh, Jaws 1 came out, and I went and saw that, and man, I'm telling you, it was an amazing sh- movie. And then um, I think I saw Jaws 2, and it was amazing. And then Jaws 3, I think it was in 3D. I think that's what they said. Um, but it, it's just such an icon movie. It makes me want to watch it again just to see if it was as good as uh, when I was in college watching the movie.